Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for February 16th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. We're going to do another one on Thursday. Okay, so I didn't do this podcast last week because I didn't have any new WWE videos, but I have two this week and I also have one other thing from the WWE that I want to quickly talk about. And um, we also have UFC stuff to talk about as well, of course. And first of all, uh, there was a match on Thursday, on last week's WWE NXT UK. It was uh, Mako Satamura versus um, Isla Dawn. Now, the video uh, is not up on my blog. It was never posted. I guess the... The NXT UK videos, uh, matches don't really get posted or something. I don't know what it is. But anyway, the big news here, of course, is in case you haven't heard, is that Mako Satamura uh, is now a, uh, I would describe her as a player coach for NXT UK. So she's moved to London. So she lives there now. She's wrestled quite a bit in, um, in the UK over the last few years. Uh, but the bottom line is what she's really there is for training, okay? The, the, a lot of these girls really aren't that far advanced, and they need help. And she's the one to give it because she's one of the best trainers in the business. So um, we first saw uh, Mako in uh, the WWE in the uh, 2018 Mae Young Classic. At the time when uh, she did that, she told, Nikan, she told um, sorry, Tokyo Sports that she had no plans to leave leave Japan. She was staying. But as time went on, there was talk about her possibly uh, signing with the WWE. She did do some guest coaching uh, at the Performance Center. And uh, then uh, back in October, it was uh, uh, reported, uh, there were some rumors around that she had actually signed with the WWE and was planning to move to England to um, not only wrestle for NXT UK, but mainly as a coach. Because, uh, um, you know, the division is kind of blah, and they could use her to kind of pep them up. Okay, so that's what she's going to be doing. So obviously she's going to get a championship match with uh, Kaylee Ray, but she appeared against uh, uh, a wrestler named Isla Dawn, who does kind of a witch... witch gimmick or anything like that but she's kind of a blah wrestler you know and i guess the main complaint i heard about the match is that um you know isla don got in too much offense but you know mako is like asuka she's like io shirai she doesn't want to do squash matches she wants competitive matches so anybody who gets in there with her is going to get some offense in because mako wants to sell and she won the match it was nothing special uh, but I couldn't find the video anyway, and uh, she won with the Scorpio Rising. But, uh, you know, I think uh, in the end, Mako uh, will be a good addition. She's got, she's got uh, you know, people, she's got girls in Sendai to run Sendai girls, so they don't, they don't really need her there anymore. Okay? All right, so we got a couple of other. Then we had on Sunday, we had the NXT TakeOver show, and Io Shirai defended uh, her... NXT Women's Championship against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. So the problem with this match is the problem that we have with all 
three-way matches. And I, like I said, most people I think who have read my blog for a long time know that I don't like three-way matches very much because they have a, there is a formula. And the formula for three-way matches, which I don't have to tell you what it is, it's like one of the wrestlers gets tossed from the ring and then you have two of them go at it for a while and you know, then rinse, repeat, right? This is a formula, okay? And the formula has become routine. So that's one of the reasons why three-way matches are really hard to, to really make interesting nowadays. And, you know, all three of these women are experienced pro wrestlers, and they tried really hard to make it work, and it just wasn't happening. You know, and I don't think it was anything that any of them were doing wrong. I just think the formula really stifles any kind of creativity, because there's, you know, with all three of them in there, there's not a whole lot you can do with them, okay? And then they had a big problem when they went outside of the ring. They were supposed to do a spot with the um, announce table. And what happened was uh, Tony, uh, you know, cleared the table off as they tend to do. And the table simply collapsed. They couldn't use it. So... They had to work around that. Tony's standing there going, okay, now what do I do? So they ended up working around that, and they were able to uh, uh, fix that and then uh, go through that. And then at the end of the match, uh, uh, EO disappeared for a long period of time. And this was exactly the same finish they used at a, in a three-way match back in 2018, except they did it with Kyrie Sane, where they had Kyrie just basically disappear towards the end of the match. And then all of a sudden, she came back into camera range from the top uh, turnbuckle with her, top of the turnbuckle with her elbow, and she won the match. So they did exactly the same spot here. You know, EO had to crawl around on the floor, and then they couldn't show that part of the ring so that you didn't know where uh, EO was coming from. And all she basically did was her moonsault from the top rope and all of a sudden she's flying into camera range and she wins the match. So, you know, as I suspected, EO would win that match. I don't know what they're doing with her now. I think she's next. I think she's due to be brought up to the uh, main roster. Okay, but uh, as I said, there's no indication of what they're going to do with her yet. All right, and then last night we had a match. Asuka and Charlotte Flair versus Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. Now, as I'm sure you already know, Lacey Evans told the WWE yesterday when she got to work that she is pregnant. So what they, des they decided to turn it into part of this dopey angle that Lacey has been doing with Charlotte and Ric Flair. So really the match, and I posted the video, uh, the match is kind of irrelevant, all right? But it, you know, that's fine. It, like I said, we didn't know while, uh, when we were watching the match live last night, we didn't know that Lacey was really pregnant. I thought it could have been an angle, but you never know about these things, right? And so uh, the match is irrelevant, like I said. It doesn't really matter much. And, of course, the WWE tried to make it look like Ric Flair could be the father. Ugh. <laughs> Thankfully, that ends this idiotic angle that I hope will never return we won't see Lacey Evans probably for at least a year, or maybe she'll be gone forever. The only thing is Asuka was supposed to defend her WWE Raw Women's Championship on this Sunday's Elimination Chamber show, 
and the WWE has said nothing, and the match is still listed. So I don't know what they're doing. Okay, anyways, you can watch um, uh, the match from Sunday's show and also this match on my blog. Okay, now let's get to the UFC. Uh, we had two matches on uh, Saturday's show, and uh, both of those matches are, both of those fights are on my blog. The first one had uh, Alexa Grasso uh, beat um, Macy Barber by a unanimous decision. Okay, and this was at uh, Flyweight. It was also the co-main event, so it was made to be a big deal. I thought it was a little high on the card, quite frankly. And um, so Macy is returning from a knee injury, and she, so she's been off for like over a year. All right, she's also moved to a new camp in Chicago, uh, VFS, which is led by uh, Mike Valley and uh, Israel Martinez. And Israel Martinez is somebody that Lacey trained with when she was a teenager. So who knows what she's going to be like, right? With Alexa, you know what you're getting. She's basically a points fighter. She's a striker, but she doesn't punch very hard. Trains at her dad's gym, Lobo, in Guadalajara, Mexico. Irene Aldana is one of her teammates. They all fight the same way. They basically don't have any kind of ground game. They have no power. So they're points fighters, right? So the problem here is, to me, and this is just my take on it, to me, it almost looked like Macy forgot how to fight because what she does is she works at a distance with and that's the thing you don't want to do with alexa that just plays into alexa's style which she doesn't want to you know get into the nitty-gritty anyway and so uh for the first round really not much anything happened but you know uh um, alexa probably landed a little bit more and in the second round she did better so by the time, uh, you know, Alexa won the first two rounds, and then uh, Valley told Macy that she needed to be more aggressive because she had to get a finish. So in the third round, she actually looked a lot better, but she wasn't able to get a finish, so she lost the match 29-28. So, you know, uh, Macy is only 22 years old, so she still has a chance to look to, you know, to maybe... Um, look half, halfway, uh, develop into some way halfway decent. And she hasn't been at this uh, uh, camp very long. So they need to work on getting her, getting off to grip better starts and that sort of thing there. Because in her other fights, you know, she's very aggressive right from the first. And I, I wouldn't want to see her continue to have slow starts. Okay. The other fight on this show uh, was at St- Strawweight. Yeah, Strawweight, I think. It was um, Pollyanna Viana versus uh, Mallory Martin, and Pollyanna is from Brazil. She trains at Tata Fight Club uh, with uh, Tata Duarte. Um, you know, she hasn't looked that impressive in the UFC. I, mean, I guess her main claim to fame is when she uh, beat up some guy who tried to rob her at a bus stop, and uh, that's something that they mentioned on air, and uh, you know, Joe Rogan asked her about it in the interview. Um, her main thing is a ground game. Okay, with Mallory Martin, she's an Invicta veteran. Uh, she uh, uh, is one and one in the UFC. You know, she trains at Elevation in Denver. Okay, so she's at a good camp there. But she makes a big mistake right at the start of this fight where she goes into um, uh, Pollyanna's guard, and it's just that's the end of it. I mean, Pollyanna is going to really keep trying to go for submissions until she gets one. And she does. She gets an arm bar and it's all over. So 
that's just one big mistake. And I don't know how you make a mistake like that. You know what her strengths are. So how do you go into her guard like that? Very stupid mistake. So both of those fights are on my... Uh, are on my blog now for this Saturday's UFC show we have uh, two um, we have two videos two two matches we have um, co-main event again this is at uh, bantamweight it is Ketlin Vieira versus Yana Kunitskaya uh, Ketlin is uh, Brazilian she trains at um, uh, Nova Uniao um, sh she had a knee injury but she came back from that and won her last fight um, she's an elite fighter. Okay, so if she wins this fight, I would look at her possibly to get a title shot. Okay, Yana Kunitskaya is not an elite fighter, so I expect Ketlin to win. Yana is from Russia, but she lives now in Florida. I believe she trains with her boyfriend, uh, who's a UFC fighter as well, uh, uh, Diego, uh, Diego Santos, I think. I can't remember right now. Anyway, she's not a, an elite fighter, so I... I favor Ketlin to win this fight, uh, you know, quite handily. Uh, the other fight on this show has, um, it's at, um, just a second here. It's at uh, Flyweight. It is Shayna Dobson versus Casey O'Neill. Now, Shayna Dobson, we've seen before. She's another fighter who trains at Elevation Fight, Elevation in Denver. Um, she... Um, it's just not a great fighter. She's, she was in uh, Tough 26, I believe. And she just hasn't looked that great in the UFC. You know, and, and um, she's fighting here a UFC newcomer. Casey O'Neill is 23 years old, born in Scotland, but she lives in Australia. And, but she tra and she trains at Tiger Muay Thai in uh, Thailand with George Hickman. So that means she's a teammate of Lomo Lukbunmi. Okay, but uh, Casey, uh, she's 5-0. and oh. um, uh, She's fought for uh, most of her fights for Aus the Australian company, Eternal MMA. And she also, her last fight was for UAE Warriors in Abu Dhabi. Um, the, none of her fights are on video, so I didn't get a, haven't gotten a chance to see her, though I understand she's very good at striking. But, you know, they're bringing her in. Obviously, they've signed her and they have big plans for her. And this is probably a showcase match for her. But I have no real comment about her because I haven't seen her. Okay? So that's for this, um, this Saturday's UFC show, which will be on ESPN Plus in uh, the U.S. and TSN in Canada. Now, there's also uh, WWE has their Elimination Chamber, chamber match show on Sunday. And like I said, I don't know who Asuka is facing. She's supposed to be on the show, but... They haven't said anything about that. There's no more Lacey Evans around, right? Um, and, and that's about it. And they're also going to do um, the tag team champs, um, Shayna Baszler and um, Nia Jax facing um, Naomi and Lana. And they're still doing this my whole nonsense with Nia. It's just ugh, dopey nonsense. So... We'll, uh, we'll have that stuff for you over the weekend. Those matches will be up. Uh, we'll have uh, the, uh, matches up uh, that I need on my blog, the UFC matches, and I don't know what Asuka's doing. We shall see. Anyways, that's it for today. Uh, again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Those four videos are up on my blog. 
and my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA, which uh, I will be doing with Sean Humes on Thursday. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or my podcast, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.